Welcome back to another episode of Study Break. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sophie, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Alan. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm a high school junior. I'm very focused on academics, lots of clubs. Try to be involved at school. Exciting. So we're actually the same grade, kind of relate on the same stuff. So as you said, we are going to be talking about academics in school today. So as a junior in high school, personally, what do you think is the hardest subject or class that you're taking right now? For me right now, I think history or specifically APUSH, AP United States History, is mm -hmm. probably the toughest class I'm taking right now. Like the AP for it, I was looking at the curve last year and it was insane. Like was compared so to other, yeah, it was so bad. Like compared to other AP subjects, the curve was, was so low. Like not a lot of people got a five. And like our teacher right now is probably the toughest teacher I've ever had, or like just the toughest teacher on campus. Nobody in my class has an A in this class right now. Oh my goodness. Oh, I don't like those teachers. Even though like, yes, they're teaching an AP class and like they're teaching it at that level. But I'm just like, can you be at least a little less strict? Like we're in high school. We're not like trying to do too much. I know. Um, but yeah, same. I would say A push is hard for me right now because I'm also taking it. But for my hardest class, it'll be AP Lang. So AP language. Um, like you said, because the teacher, he's super strict on like grading and like very nitpicky and like, I don't think anyone has an A in his class either, because it's, like, impossible to get an A in his class. Um, but with that, can you say all the classes that you're currently taking this year? So this year, I'm an IB student, so I'm part of the IB program, which is International Baccalaureate. So it's basically an international program where I'd say the classes are slightly, well, it's not harder per se, but they're differently formatted. So for example, the assessments, they tend not, they're not multiple choice because uh, IB focuses more on like how you can apply the subject. So you have to write like research papers and stuff like that. So this year I'm taking IB English higher level, IB bio higher level, A push, IB psychology standard level, um, French three, AP Calc BC, and AP or not AP, IB environmental science systems. Wow! Oh my goodness, that makes me. <laughs> um, I don't understand how you can take that many classes like at that level. Oh my gosh, I would never be able to. Like my brain, like even right now, I'm only taking three AP classes, and my brain is like exploding. Like I can't even handle it, and I can't imagine how much like work you would have to do for your classes do you have any strange unique study habits that you've learned or made for yourself so the thing about taking like this many AP or IB level courses is there's pretty much assessments every single day mm -hmm. so when you're studying for like a new assessment every single day then you probably only have time to study the night before because like two nights prior you're busy studying for another assessment. Yep. So that's that's pretty tough. 
so yeah I cram a lot because mm-hmm. that's just kind of required for these this many classes um so how, I, I think this is a strategy used by a lot of people but one of my go-to study tips is like after reading something so say a chapter for English or a unit for English in the textbook just go back and try to or don't go back but like list as many things as you can remember from what you read and then you can kind of go back and fill in the gaps that you left because like recall is really important and if you're recalling a lot of things now then you can recall a lot of things during the assessment or in class agreed agreed yeah I had one of my teachers say after you read an excerpt from something like even if it's just like a short paragraph just jot down some ideas from that paragraph like especially for English like if you were going to go back and write about it having those little things help you remember what you remembered from reading it the first time and yes you'll go back and reread it um, but if you were reading like a whole textbook like a whole chapter that's not reasonable because it's very time consuming so I think it's really nice um, taking those like short notes uh, to help you remember even if you like go back and you're studying for it then you're like oh this is something that stood out to me and then you'll realize I missed something and then you'll go back and then fill that out so you don't have to read the whole thing over again. Um, Specifically for this thing, um, I use it very like pretty much every time I read a chapter in English because my English teacher does this type of quiz where it's like he'll give a sentence or a sentence of dialogue and he'll ask you who said this or who said that. Or he'll quiz on like really specific details in the text, like what does the box represent? And then it's like I don't remember any of this, so I I need to I need to rem- like yeah. So recall if you recall like the small subjects or topics that you re- read in chapters, then it'll help you remember the like the smaller topics that are quizzed on. That wow. Those type of teachers, oof, I don't really like them because they're like, they expect you to remember the smallest things that you don't think you'll have to know. And then you like see the question and you're just like, you really want me to remember that? Like, I don't remember that. It's literally like the smallest thing. I'm just like, oh, okay. In my school <laughs> last year, we had an English honors teacher mm-hmm. who quizzed on like even more specific than my current teacher right now like for example he'd ask what color was something and if you put in red that wasn't accepted it was like it had to be super specific like sunrise red or something like that oh my gosh he's the only english honors teacher for sophomores Mm. so i know a couple of people who just dropped english honors because of that because his class is so incredibly Oh my gosh. Wow. Your teachers at your school are very like, wow. They've really liked the tiny, tiny details. I mean, there's a spectrum. So like I'm talking about the extremes right now, but there's also like a lot of easier teachers. Was it your choice to take all these classes or was it like your parents told you to take them or 
Is there anything else? Um, so it, when you do the IB program, you're kind of all in. So you have to take all of these IB classes. Mm-hmm. And part of me joining the IB program was like, I wanted to challenge myself because IB was like the program everybody said was super, super hard. Like, mm-hmm. for example, during the summer, I went to Chicago for the FBLA National Convention Conference. Mm-hmm. I met a guy there. I told him I was doing IB. He told me not to join. <laughs> like, I went all the way to Chicago for someone to tell me not to join IB. Oh and I goodness. ended up joining anyway. Just because I like challenging myself. And also, people have said that joining IB makes college a lot easier because you're already, you already have knowledge about how to write research papers and, like, papers in general which mm-hmm. are a large part of college and also i i like the teachers in ib more than like ap teachers with ib classes is it like do those teachers also teach other classes or are they just set to teach ib classes they well they teach ap classes too but i think i feel like it's different like teachers act differently in different classes. So for Mm -hmm. example, in IB, it's very small class size because of how difficult it is. So we have 10 students in IB compared to like a class size of 30 something for an AP class or like a regular class. So Mm -hmm. it's like really interesting how teachers act differently when they're only confronted with like a smaller number, number of students. They're like they'll focus more on your like what you, if you make a mistake they'll help you much better with fixing your mistake or learning how to improve from it than if there's a like a 30 something class size where they don't really have time for that yeah I see that or well not really at my school but I've heard about it um because I go to a really small school um but it's like teachers act different like if there's regular class then they act differently in honors and then there's AP. So there also standards are much different considering like comparing from a regular to an AP. Like, yes, there's going to be very different standards. Um, Sometimes people say that they don't like that teachers like act differently, but I I feel like it's reasonable because it's so different. Like, like I said, comparing a regular say like English class to like an AP English class and then in your case an IB English class like if you had it so it's like the biggest spectrum ever and people are like no it shouldn't be different and it's just like it makes no sense as to why you would think it that way but oh well um so what would you say is the hardest or biggest struggle that you have in balancing like academics to having like a social life because we're in high school and in this day and time, phone, social media, everything is so important to the youth right now. So how do you balance it? I'm going to be real. I don't really have a social life. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't really use social media. The only social media app I guess I have is Instagram where I post like once a year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mostly just use it for like messaging because mm-hmm. my main extracurricular right now is I have a job and the people there are all like co- college graduates. 
So I can't really like socialize with them that well because they're college graduates and I have no clue what like they're talking about. Yeah. And that takes up a lot of my time. So I guess it's like really hard to manage balance your time with like academics and extracurriculars where you don't really get to socialize and like socializing, I guess. Um I guess a lot of my socializing is just like talking to friends about classwork or assignments. Mm -hmm. And then because like a lot, most of my friends are also in IB. So they have the same time time management struggles as me. And as I said, I don't really have much of a social life. Mm -hmm. But I don't really have much of a social life because so much of my time is taken up by academics and extracurriculars. But I think it's so important to like, if you're feeling stressed or something, have like really good friends who you can vent to because Mm -hmm. venting is like really important for de-stressing. And then also just find like hobbies you can do with your friends. Like me and my friends, we have a Minecraft server which we play on during the weekends um and yeah it's a really good de-stressor like just sitting there and building something random with your friends or like talking talking to them while building something it's really fun and it it kind of like helps you de-stress from worrying about the next assessment you have or the amount of assignments you have to i think that's a really good thing to point out having something that you know that you can use when you're feeling really stressed um and even with your friends like doing it with other people helps because maybe like if you just did it by yourself like say if you just sat in your room and like your way of de-stressing was just sitting on your like chair just sitting there doing nothing but then if you do it with like a group of friends then if you guys were on like a call you're able to share how you feel and actually saying things out loud and like venting like you said is really helpful because yes you can like talk to yourself but sharing it to others helps a lot because people like to talk about themselves and especially if you're trying to de-stress yourself just letting everything out to someone else it might seem obnoxious to the other person but um, talking about it does help and it feels really nice and I do that too Um, just sharing how I feel with like one or two friends that I have makes me feel so much better than keeping it all in and just like trying to figure it out myself another thing about venting is like it's nice to have like like a lot of my venting is done through text so it's not it's like nice to have a list of the problems you're dealing with because Mm -hmm. then you can kind of start thinking of solutions instead of like all keeping them all in your head where it's kind of difficult because you're struggling um, for me, it's like you're struggling to remember all of the problems you have. And then you, it's like difficult to start thinking about solutions because you're just so hyper fixated on the problems. Yeah. And then another thing I have to say about social life is to stay away from social media. Like It's like, it's really demo- demotivating, at least for me. Because like, especially for college, it's like seeing all the things that other people are doing then it's like, I'm really not doing as much as them. There's no way I'm going to get into a good college. Yep. I think also at our age right now, as juniors, we have to start thinking where we want to go for college, what we want to do, 
if we're gonna get a job in that like all like it all starts piling up starting junior year or maybe for other people it just starts earlier or like even later but like junior year where that's the year where everyone says you need to take the hardest classes and junior year is always the hardest because that's the one year they actually look at your grades and it's just like okay so you try to challenge yourself but yet you have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life and for some people they know like some people just have a path that they go to and others completely don't know what they want to do and um yeah like looking at social media like especially during college acceptance time everyone's like I got into this college I got into this college but then you maybe for you like you applied to that same school and you didn't get in and you're like oh I didn't get in I'm not as good as them and just in general like social media brings down so much like motivation and self-worth that it's really like a killer that that so many people have to experience because now like I said before social media is such a big thing right now and for me I am on social media a lot but I'm trying to like cut it down all these classes are you taking do you have any college in particular you would want to go to specifically for I mean my main goal is UC Berkeley because um it's a public school and Mm -hmm. it's in california it's nice california is nice i like the state um it's also top three business school and a top three engineering school Mm -hmm. which is like the two main like things i want to pursue um so the classes i'm taking right now because my school is really limited in the classes you can take like for Mm -hmm. example AP IB physics they're not offered um and then there's like limits on what math classes you can take and limits on what chemistry or science classes like AP chemistry at our school it's two periods which makes it really hard to schedule because Mm -hmm. it's a double period so and you only get seven periods so that takes up so much of your schedule already yeah so like my classes right now because my school is so limited on what classes you can take it's it's mostly just like finding out the most challenging classes or which classes are most favorable to my gpa Mm -hmm. make myself appear like as if i'm challenging myself or appear better so that i can so i stand out to colleges basically well i think you'll get in from what i hear about what classes you're taking um I think you'll get in uh but yeah it's always nice to have like a target school when you're like going through high school and then from that slowly reach and then once you get to senior year you actually apply and um I never knew how like the college application process worked until um and I never knew anything about it I just thought oh you just apply and then you get in you get rejected you get waitlisted but there's so much more that goes into it. It's like, yes, you want to have good grades in high school, but then it's also like you want to add your extracurriculars that you did. You want to like appeal to the school and you want to show them how different you are than other people. And like, 
it's just so much that goes into it and I was like I'm gonna have to do that in like two years I'm like don't really know if I want to <laughs> you mentioned a little bit about some extracurriculars that you did can you mention them again so I guess my main extracurricular right now is um it's my job so I work as a lab technician mm -hmm. uh like analyzing water like it the, com the company I work for they work with like different water departments where they analyze like water I don't really do the anal like analyzing part because again I'm 16 I'm not old enough for that <laughs> um, yeah I mostly just like help them like around the lab like if they need like store storage stuff or finding samples mm -hmm. um aside from that my main club I is I guess is FBLA so future it's called it's an acronym for Future Business Leaders of America. So it's a business club. And they have competitions and conferences, like competitions revolving around a wide variety of topics. So there's like marketing and entrepreneurship, which you think of as the standard business things. But then there's also other stuff like 3D design or 2D design or stuff like that. And yeah, last year was my first year in FBLA and I was state champion in my event and for the business concepts, made it to nationals in Chicago where I got second place. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. That is so cool. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, that was really fun. That's really exciting. Like that's such a, like, like you can tell people that and then you'll seem like the coolest person in the world. Like getting those big of like accomplishments is something that other people like want to get. And that goes along with like, some people can take it the wrong way. Like they seem like you're being like prideful or you're going to like, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm so big and I'm so like cool. And I did all this stuff. And then you did nothing. Like that also goes into it. Um, but yeah, I am so, that just shows that like, as we're both juniors in high school and like the same age, it shows how different people are like at the same grade age and like our levels are so different. Um, Cause for me, I um, do volleyball and I dance and then I do clubs on the side, but for you, you're more heavily on academics and I'm more heavily on extracurriculars. Um, so it's really nice to see how different people are and um, good luck to you as you finish off your junior year and go on to senior year. Um, Regarding extracurriculars, I think it's just like, it's good to just like try as many things as possible. Like, I know there's like pretty standard advice, but like trying new things is really important. Like last year, I didn't even think about joining FBLA until mm -hmm. my personal finance teacher came to me and asked whether I'd like to join. I was like, sure, I, I'll try it. And yeah, it took me really far. So yeah, just try it. Try as many new things or as you're willing to do, but try to broaden your horizons and say like say yes to a lot of stuff like focus on saying yes instead of saying no because that'll open a lot more doors for you 
Just don't overstress yourself. Yeah. That too. <laughs> know your limits. Yeah. It's good to say yes, push yourself, but everyone has a limit. It can, some might be farther, some may be less, but what matters is that you're going towards your limit. Mm-hmm. Yes, you don't want to exceed your limit because then you'll break down, but it's always good to push towards it rather than being farther from it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I missed this such, I missed such a good opportunity. And you're like, oh, I wish I could go back. But if you just said yes, knowing that, not knowing what it would lead to, then you'll be like, it was such a good thing that I said yes to it. Like for you, for FBLA, I think that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. When you said yes to it, you were able to accomplish this big thing. And as for academics, don't be scared to talk to your teacher. Like, mm-hmm. I, I personally have, like, small class sizes where it's, like, easier to talk to your teacher. But even if you're, you have, like, really large class sizes where it's lecture-based, like, it's better to ask a question, like, or even if it's a dumb question and embarrass yourself in front of the class, but you gain that knowledge that helps you pass the test. It's better to do that than, like, stay silent and fail the test. Because in the end, people don't, like, I guess what's reflected in your grade is is like the thing that kind of lasts for it like after a day like people they they don't remember like whether or the teachers or people they don't remember whether you asked a dumb question or not but you still keep that grade like yeah like after yeah you still keep that grade and it kind of reduces stress for you if you have a good grade there where you can kind of lean on it yeah yeah it's like what people will see or like let's say just colleges will see your grade Mm -hmm. they won't see oh I asked a question here it was like what's two plus one it was Mm -hmm. just what I got on that test relating to that question that I asked that's all they see they don't see like all the little things so do what you can on going up to teachers asking friends um it doesn't matter if they make fun of you who cares it's for your own benefit not for them and I think that's a really good thing to remember that there's always there's no dumb questions. It may seem dumb to other people or they might make fun of you for it. But to you, it's something that you didn't fully understand. And once you fully understand it, then you'll get it. And then you'll and then the same thing. You don't want to make fun of other people for asking those types of questions because you know that you might ask a question like that as well. That will be the end of this episode. Make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening.